Don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. And when you pray, do not pray complaining. And now for Ask God. Welcome to Brothers of the Word, because brother... You need the word. And today I'm going to be talking from the book of Philippians, chapter four, verses six and seven. It's a verse that you've heard many times before. I'm going to read it in the King James Version, but talk about it from the New Living Translation. And this is the Apostle Paul as he is speaking to the church of Philippi. Be careful for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. In the New Living Translation, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And I want to focus on that one line that simply says, let your request be known to God. From the two word subject, ask God, ask God. God, don't ask the government, don't ask your boss, don't ask your spouse, don't ask your kids, don't ask the church. Ask God first, and God will lead you. But there are some guidelines that Paul gives with asking God. And I just want to go through just this one simple couple of verses of the book of Philippians where Paul gives us some keys about life and about asking God. And if we can embrace these keys that Paul talked about, it makes a drastic difference in life itself. And number one, he says, be careful for nothing, or as the New Living Translation puts it, don't worry about anything. What does anything encompass? Anything encompasses everything. So basically, Paul is saying, hey, don't worry about anything. I watched a documentary not too long ago, and it was dealing with disease and how here were all of these medical experts and all of these psychologists and healers. And they were saying that basically 90 to 95 percent of all of our diseases are stress related. It comes from worrying about stuff. And if we can get our minds free, and it was amazing as I watched the document, I said, this is basically exactly what the Bible says. It has to do with seeking peace and believing and having faith. It wasn't religious, but it looked like it was Jesus producing the documentary without scripture. It was saying the exact stuff that Jesus said. And this was science, not religion. It was science. And they were saying, folks, just worry about some of everything. And we let stress Make us sick. So here Paul said, he said, don't worry about anything. And if you stop worrying, you'll be surprised how your body just responds. I was talking with my good baby the other day. I was saying, my good baby, I said, sweetheart, you know, 
I'm 67. I said, but I got less physical issues than anybody in the house. I ain't aching. I can lift anything. You don't see me limping or worrying. Or just. I said, but then I thought about it when I read this verse. I said, I worry about less than anybody. I just don't have anything that I am worried about. And there's something about worry. First of all, worry makes you tense up. And when you tense, it messes with your muscles. It starts straining. And see, when you tense and you make a move real quick, you pop something because you tense. That's why I see Elijah. He was laughing, but see, he plays basketball all the time. And basketball requires, it causes extreme angular changes and it puts pressure on your joints. And you can't be dribbling and then make a move like this and make a move. like You can't be dribbling and doing all this stuff and your joints tight. If you're all stressed up and you have to do a quick move like that, you'll pop something. So see, Elijah cannot be worried and play with expertise and agility. You cannot be worried about stuff. You can't be stressed out. So there's even an extreme health benefit. Paul says, don't worry about anything. And there's so much stuff now that's pushing us to just worry. I was talking with someone the other day and they said, whoo, there's just the, the murder rate in Atlanta. Folks just killing each other right and left. Everybody just killing each other. I said, that's not true. Everybody just killing each other. They just shoot. Pow. And then pow. It's just everywhere you go, it's a pow. I said, that's not true. Have you seen the news? Is it that you see? Have you seen the news? Who getting shot up and, and they're just killing everybody? I said, that's not true. Let's look, let me just give you some facts. I said, do you realize that when I was my son's ages, and I've got sons who were ages 17 to 27, basically 40 to 50 years ago. I said, do you realize back when I was their age, I remember driving along. And hearing on the radio, the murder rate in Atlanta is just half of the year. And we have 182 murders. It's one a day. And the murder rate for that year was 365. And this 40, 50 years ago. I remember it just as clear. One a day. One person a day was being killed in Atlanta. I told the I said, look up the murder rate last year, how many people were killed in Atlanta. They're killing everybody. I said, they ain't killing everybody. I said, look up. How many people were killed in Atlanta last year? And they Googled it, murder rate, 170 people. I said, now this was last year. 170 people were killed through murder in Atlanta last year. When I was in my 20s, 365 were killed. That means it's less than half of the murders Today, or at least last year, than it was 40 to 50 years ago. And 40 to 50 years ago, the population of Atlanta was a little bit over one and a half million. It's over six million now. So you got four times as many folk with half the murders. That's a per capita rate of one eighth. When I was in my 20s, they were killing eight times as many folk. And yet, if you didn't know better, if you listen to the news, you think they're killing everybody. And that's the difference in knowledge and wisdom and having peace. And you let these news folks make fools out of you. 
got you scared and nervous and tight and just walking around you. Oh, oh, or it's going to shoot me. And it was eight times as many murders when I was in my 20s and it is now. And you don't even know it because the world will not tell you the good news. They only tell you the grief news. The Bible tells you spread the good news, not the grief news. It's always going to be grief. And they make their money from grief and blood. They don't make their money from good news. So you've got to always be aware. That's the real meaning of being woke. They got the whole thing all twisted up. That's the real meaning of being woke. It's being woke to the truth. And you let all of this stuff have you nervous and stressed out and scared. Paul says, don't worry about anything. And then the next thing he says, he says this, pray about everything. Don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. But see, again, we got that twisted because we only pray about the negative stuff. He said, pray. Don't worry about anything, but pray about everything, which means if we pray or more accurately praise about everything, it changes stuff. It changes us. We just automatically think everything means just all the negative, all the stuff that we think is going wrong. That's what we ought to pray about. Pray about everything. Pray about everything. Pray when you sit down to eat and pray when you get up after you fool. Pray about everything. When you get in your car, pray. When you pat, oh, thank you. Thank you, my car cranking up. See, you don't appreciate that till you have a car not cranking up. <laughs> and sometimes we don't appreciate until we go without. Oh, it's just so much to pray about. It's so much. Then number three, he says this. He says, tell God what you need. Just tell him what you need. And sometimes that again is a make your request known unto God. As you get closer to God, what you really need reduces because what you need and what you want are often two different things and they're worlds apart. And sometimes what you need and what you want is totally different because what you want is not good and it's not what you need. Some of the stuff I want, to be honest about it, I have no business having and it's not good for me. It's just some stuff I want that you don't want any stuff that's just not wholesome to you, but the flesh just want it, all kind of stuff. So you really need to pray to God about what is wholesome for you to take you in a direction of what you truly need. Because a lot of this stuff we really don't even need. But the Bible says is tell God what you need. And this fourth one, and thank him for all he has done. If we can understand that. Oh, my goodness, God has done so much. I have an accountability partner, and we have to send each other a report every single day. I send six reports a week on my rest day. I don't have to send a report. But every day, I send a report. And on that report, I have to list five things that I am thankful for every day. And it's so much, but it changes your mentality when you physically write down five things you're thankful for every day. Because the way the world will have you, it's just like the grief news. It's got you focused on all the negative stuff. What about the stuff you can be thankful for? And I mean, I got, oh my goodness, it's just so much stuff I got to be thankful for. It's so much stuff. I mean, it just is. It's just so much stuff. And when you start writing it down, and folks say, well, pastor, you got a whole lot. Uh, that don't mean anything. Folks got tons. 
And they just be on all kind of. First of all, I'm thankful I'm not on any medication. I'm thankful that I'm not taking any antidepressants. Folk got all this money, all this stuff, and they depressed. Having possessions does not grant you peace. Because sometimes you worry about folk trying to steal your possession. I learned that the hard way. I remember I had this car and I took out the factory radio, put me a nice expensive radio. And then every time I left the car, I had to worry about somebody going there and stealing my radio out. When I had the old radio, you didn't worry about it. So sometimes the most stuff you get, the most stuff you have to worry about. So, oh, it's just so, you know, the barber comes and cuts our hair every Sunday. I got ready to get out of the chair. There's all this hair all over the cape. Thank goodness I got hair all over the cape. You understand that? It's just a blessing. So I can run my hand through my hair. All it just woo from head to toe. I know folk got all kind of problems with their toes. Thank goodness my toes. And see, we only focus on what's wrong. And see, if you had a toe ache right now, a corn or a bunion. If you had a corn or a bunion that was aching you, and you was you know walking, oh, you'd be focused. Oh Lord, who have you? Get? Well, how many of you all can walk and then your Feet are not hurt and you don't have any coins, any... See that? Now, when is the last time you have thanked God that your feet are in great shape and you don't have any coins on them and you don't have any bunions? When last time you... See, when you start enumerating from head to toe, and I had plantar fasciitis, which is a, it's kind of an inflammation of a, of a tendon in the foot that really causes heel pain in the morning. When I run a whole lot, I haven't had that problem in years. And just to be able to, it's just from head to toe, from head to toe, your ears, I can hear good. My vision is not 20-20, but I can make it without my glasses just fine. So I can see well, I'll just eat my teeth. There's just so much stuff. I can smell good. See, sometimes you don't even appreciate your ability to enjoy food until after you've had COVID and you can't taste and you can't smell. And that was just one day we were talking with someone else and they said, well, yeah, my spouse has had COVID and they can't be with me today. We were at a banquet. They can't come to a banquet because the long-term effect of the COVID, everything they smell smells like sewage. And if they come into a banquet, all of the food smells like sewage and they throw up. I'm saying to myself, thank you, Lord, that I can smell. And I can smell with no problem and nothing makes me nauseated. Do you know how much you have to be thankful? You ought to be full of thanks. Thankful. And this is the difference between understanding the grief news and the good news. It's eight times less people being killed today than it was when I was in my 20s. But hardly anyone realizes it because they're not woke. Oh, God is so good. I am with you always, always, always. And as Paul talks about this and it gets towards the end and he says this, then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. And I got to admit, I talked to Pastor James and I talked to my good baby a lot while I'm out at And Pastor James and my good baby, they just heard me say this over and over lately. I'm just so happy I can't understand it. I said, it feels like I'm walking in a bubble. It's just like a bubble of joy. 
and it's not making even any sense to me. Have you ever had a feel that you just felt so good that you couldn't even understand it? But it's not it's not anything material. I'm just sometimes just out walking in the woods and just something about it. It's just a bubble. It feels like it's a presence with me. And this presence is just standing over me, just pouring joy and peace all over me. That's the way it feels. I'm a scientist. I understand a whole lot of the material world. I said, I can't understand why I'm so happy. I'm getting older. I still have challenges and some issues, but I'm just I'm just as happy as I can be. And I can't even understand why I'm so happy. I am with you always. And if you can understand these things of giving thanks for what you have and, and understanding where you are and what God has graced you with and how he is with you and his presence is with you. I was out of town and some, talking with someone. They were telling me, you know, you got to just be real careful because they just killing folk. And, and it was a fella from Atlanta, businessman. He went to New Orleans and they found him dead under the bridge. You just need to be careful. I was like, ain't nothing going to happen to me. I got angels around me. And they are guarding me 24-7. Nothing going to happen to me. And if something does happen to me, look, well, Jesus, a sparrow cannot fall to earth without my father's permission. If the smallest of birds can't die without God's permission, what about you? I said, can't nobody kill me until it's time for me to go. And if I do die, I'm going on to heaven. It's a hundred times better. So why am I worried about anything? Don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. And when you pray, do not pray complaining. Pray with praise. Lord, thank you for all. Lord, I just thank you just to be able to walk out. And just, I'm just out in the sun. And do you know, I know folk who can't go in the sun. They can't go in the sun because if they go in the sun, their body starts all kind of negative reaction. I Baked it, I'm almost burnt. <laughs> when I drove Route 66, literally my hair became burnt. I had my top down. I was driving through the desert and all this sun. And about three or four days later, I kept I said, my hair burnt. <laughs> I can be in the sun in the S-U-N. And the S-O-N is with me always. See, when you understand and when you appreciate all of the blessings that you have and see, the world just got us focusing on what we think we are missing. And I got news for you. You will always be missing something. The poem, one of the ones I think I like best is Desiderata. And it says, compare not yourselves with others, for there will always be those greater and lesser than yourself. Compare not yourself with others, lest ye become vain and bitter, because there will always be those greater and lesser than yourself. It's always going to be somebody who appears to have more than you. Who appears. Because let me tell you another thing. Don't ever get jealous of anybody because you don't know what they're going through. You know what you're going through. You know what you got, what you're missing. You know what's happening in your bedroom. You don't know what's happening in anybody else's bedroom. Oh, man, they tan it up every night. You don't know that. You don't know that. You don't know what's going on in folk bedroom. You don't know that. You can't go by what's on social media. You do know what you got. So when you know what you got, be thankful. You know what you got and you know what you don't got. Be thankful for what you have and be appreciative. 
And you may want to start writing down five things every day that you, it changes you because you have to think about it. And then you realize even with small things, how God has blessed you. He has blessed you. He has blessed you. He has blessed you. Don't worry about anything. Stay woke. Stay woke. Stay woke. For those who have eyes to see and ears to hear, stay woke. Don't worry about anything. I thank you for joining us today at Brothers of the Word. You can go to Brothers of the Word and listen to this sermon or send it to a friend absolutely free. The sermon, Ask God. Thank you for joining us today at Brothers of the Word because, brother, you need the Word. And ask Pastor James to close us out for today. You are listening to BrothersOfTheWord.com. This was the message titled Ask God by Nathaniel Bronner. This message is number 5984. That's 5984. To listen to thousands of free messages or to send this message number 5984 to a friend, go to BrothersOfTheWord.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to IWantToGive.com. That's IWantToGive.com. Listen to BrothersOfTheWord.com often because, brother, you need the word. Brothers of the Word.